podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love and we're your hosts shelby and matt yes back again <laughs> back again this is the olympics so I, sh- I i should sing the um like what's the i don't know the, the olympic <laughs> the like opening olympic music i don't i've never been i haven't watched anything is have you been watching i feel you like everyone's just kind of like tuned it out <laughs> I mean, yes, but I did. I did watch the opening ceremony. Oh wow! That was, Good for you. <laughs> was one of my talking points for today. Um, oh shoot! Uh, yeah, no, no, I've never been into the Olympics. I feel like I, I don't know. My family's never watched them growing up, so I just like don't think about them. And then I feel like I see highlights on Twitter or whatever it is. So then I'm like, well, why watch the real time stuff? Also, opening ceremonies in general usually are just long and boring, but. <laughs> but you know what i'm not raining on your parade tell me tell me if they were good how is the 2020 re- redo um not great <laughs> uh, Too bad. i went to an olympic watching party on oh, friday wow. i guess for the opening ceremonies and it was very underwhelming i felt like the and i couldn't remember if like usually if i just have it in my mind that it's more exciting or if this year was actually bad but like the the i felt like there was nothing that interesting in the sort of like dancing tribute to the country sort of spectacle at the beginning and then it was the parade of nations but like there wasn't an audience there wasn't like the teams couldn't stay around they basically just like filed in and then left and we were waiting for america to come and they just like kept not coming but the 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 countries process in based on alphabetical order but in the host country's language so it's like alphabetical but japanese so all of these countries are like shuffled up so you really have no idea like how many are left (laughs) like what what order they're coming at a certain point we were trying to google the japanese alphabet and figure (laughs) out like where the u.s is well then it turned out that the because the u.s is hosting in los angeles in a couple of years like they are towards the end of the lineup because like the future host countries are at the end so i ended up (laughs) leaving before before the u.s even like entered but yeah and then i've watched no none of the coverage since i truly have no idea anything that happened other than that tom tom daly is that what his name is the 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 diver the gay diver from the uk he's been famous for like tim he's been he's been athlete famous i don't know i i think he's also pop culture famous okay yeah he's married to like that yeah tom daly he's married to the screenwriter of milk who like won an oscar a couple of years ago okay okay cool 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 did he win you you have yeah so he won a gold medal (laughs) and he's and he's only the like second openly gay person to win an olympic medal a gold medal which is crazy yeah that is wild i saw something about skateboarding being an olympic sport now with that like a oh yes one. that so, that is too but i i i yeah. didn't know 
There you go. I know stuff. We're on top of things, world. We are <laughs> pop culture aficionados. Actually, um, I feel like part of the issue that I've been seeing, because I had some family who wanted to watch it and some friends online, I think it's really hard to watch it because it's like on Peacock, but not on like if you logged into like your Roku on NBC, NBC isn't airing full coverage. You have to go to like the Peacock channel, I think, to see the full coverage. But of course, the time zones and everything, everything's always been confusing. But I think especially with this new slew of streaming services, rights and licensing, and everyone has their own thing, it's been really confusing to figure out how Americans can watch the Olympics. So that's, yeah. the, that's the pop culture angle I had about the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how to watch it either. Like, they had it on, but I have truly watched not a second of it since <laughs> I left that party. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is pretty, it's pretty interesting they're going on. I mean, you know, in, in America, we like to pretend the pandemic's over, but it's still very much an issue. And I think, like you said, the lack of an audience kind of takes away some of the magic there, too. But I think there's also concerns with the pandemic in Tokyo and everything around that, that it's it's been kind of a hold your breath and get through it situation. Well, I mean, and also just the pandemic in general. Like I'm supposed to go to, I'm suppo- technically supposed to run the Berlin Marathon at the end of September. And it's like, I have tickets and things, but it's like, is that happening? <laughs> like, um, will I be able to fly over A there? Like, what are the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what are the rules? It's so it's, I feel like it's very hit and miss. And yes, like for the most part, vaccinated people aren't getting COVID, but uh, some vaccinated people are getting COVID, although not yeah. not a lot of symptoms. But we still have all of these unvaccinated people in America who are just passing around. And then lots of other countries don't have access to the vaccine yet. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's all it's over the place. Messy. Yeah. And some people are like, oh, we're going to have to go back down into lockdown for like the fall winter. And I'm just yeah. like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Well, that's why you're living it up so right, so exactly. loudly right now. Yeah. Right, yes. That's why I'm just like, you know, like bare knuckling my way through this summer of yeah. We're all just gonna become wild like times. bears in reverse where we just hibernate during the winter, don't see anyone, and then for a few months in the sunshine, we all pretend everything's fine. <laughs> Isn't that what bears do? Yeah. Or are bears up in the winter? No. I don't know. <laughs> well, you Listen. said in reverse. Okay, I was confused. You're right. you're right. I'm sorry. I think if, we're on the bear timeline. You're right. We are. We're very bear adjacent. I I apologize. My head's fuzzy. I've been sick all weekend. I can't even think straight. My gosh, but COVID that's queen. my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so if you're feeling sick, maybe this is not a great time to read a review where someone drags you over the coals for your Britney Spears <laughs> takes. <laughs> okay, I'm interested in what they have to say. Okay, so this is, oh, truly, I can't, Mackenzie Apagiallo. There's a lot of, like, double letters <laughs> and weird things going on in this. Wait, is this, this a name. real listener or is this someone who, like, found us and is hating because of Britney? I, I, I don't know. TBD. We'll read Okay, it. okay. Okay, they gave us four stars and hashtag oh, free shoot. Britney. I love the pod, <laughs> but the reason why you thought everyone was going to hate you you for your opinion on Britney is because we should. You can't <laughs> say in the same breath that you believe women should be able to do what they want with their bodies, but then say they don't think that conservators are being controlling or trying to get someone something from her. She was running a fever and they made her perform. How much more do you need? You really put a bad taste in my mouth. 
Shelby, that's the speakers are coming for you. Do you have a rebuttal? Have you changed your mind? Would you like to issue a notes of apology? <laughs> Listen, I think there's a oversimplification happening there of my opinion on the situation. And um I I'm just gonna say I'm sorry. Like I don't know what I don't know what you want me to do, like as your co-host who's um partially responsible for this podcast and me you know. <laughs> don't drag me into your bad opinions. That's you know, all you usually a feel-good corner where I allow you to get complimented, you know, one time a week <laughs> and feel good about yourself. But sure, I mean I I think the only justification I can give for where I stood at that beginning with a nuanced take, which wasn't pro-conservatorship, it was just, <laughs> we don't know all the facts, is just that I had a lot of people in my life who work within the conservatorship view, and not every conservator is an evil, maniacal, I care a lot style abuser. Do I think having learned more about Britney Spears' case in particular, that there's a lot of abuse going on? Yes. And I totally think that there needs to be changes both in her stature specifically, but in the conservator movement in general. Um, my only point in what I said in that one episode weeks ago is that <laughs> there's nuance that goes beyond, oh, well, maybe they're just greedy. Like, I think mental health is in a situation that's really complex and we can think a lot of things about public figures, but we still don't always know the full story about those diagnoses and um, how it's presenting both in the past and present. So I think that's all I was trying to offer was just a more um, let's slow down and make sure we understand the facts before reacting to a situation that has impacted people for generations and isn't just a Britney Spears issue. Hmm. Well, we'll see. We'll see if that earns you our fifth, the fifth star. Back oh, I'm I'm a hundred percent sure it does not, and that's okay. I mean, I think humans are meant to grow and learn, and I didn't have enough facts to feel totally comfortable. Um, taking one presentation um, as viable, but I think as things have come out and continue to be revealed, like, yes, there's a lot of trauma happening in Britney Spears' life. So hashtag free Britney. How do you feel about Britney's tasteful nudes that she's recently <laughs> been posting? Yeah, hashtag free the nipple too, <laughs> like honestly. <laughs> um, okay, what other news do you have? Um, well, I guess... Um, as we're living in the aughts nostalgia phase, um, JLo made it Instagram official with Ben Affleck over oh, the yeah. weekend. Uh, it was her 52nd birthday, which it should just be illegal to look as good as she does. It really just uh, makes a woman feel insecure, but she's looking great. She's looking happy. And in a series, I guess the, you know, we'd already known they'd been seeing each other, but then um, over the weekend, someone else posted a photo of them together. So it's like clear they're like a couple. And then she decided to just steal headlines and buried in a series of photos celebrating her 52nd is a picture of her macking out with Ben Affleck and <laughs> himself, who I still have yet to see the Phoenix back tattoo. And that makes me sad inside. I really think, you know, if he gets to relive the best years, he has to acknowledge the worst choices. <laughs> and I wish we could just see it in action. And how people react to it, but maybe he doesn't take his shirt off anymore for a reason. Mm. Yeah. The, 
Do we think this is a publicity stunt? That's my question. <laughs> I saw some theories that it's like there's too many there's too many pictures that seem very explicitly reminiscent of the Ginny on the Block music video, um, including the paparazzi shot of his hand on JLo's butt. This weekend, that is a direct scene yes. in that music video from the <laughs> whenever that was. And so people are like, maybe they're paying homage or doing it in sort of a tongue in cheek way to kind of show the haters like we don't give an F like, yes, we're repeating history, but we're fine doing it. Like, or that they're going to remake the music video in its entirety. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. You it's don't wild. feel the love, though? You don't think? You don't think I mean, it's sincere? I don't know. I guess it could be. I do love a, I do love that type of story. Like, oh, we were together early on and it didn't work out. And then sort of like we're you learn and grow just like Shelby with Britney Spears. And then you're those like future versions of yourself are kind of able to work it out. So I, there is something romantic about it. I guess I just think like between all of the Anna de Armas stuff and Ben Affleck, and then now <laughs> yeah. this, it's like, he's very paparazzi forward in his <laughs> interactions and I'm like, why exactly? Because he doesn't <laughs> seem like the type of person who like would love a lot of paparazzi attention. And yet here we are. So I mean, if you had the chance to correct probably the worst mistake you ever made, <laughs> letting JLo go, wouldn't you no, want? <laughs> the worst mistake he ever made was letting Jennifer Garner go. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, yes. Jennifer Garner, the like mother of his children. Yes. Right. But if you're in like a midlife crisis, is that what you're going to consider your greatest? I mean, I think Jennifer Garner is also very attractive. I'm not. I do not. I do not want the record to say that Shelby was comparing the two. What (laughs) I was saying is that (laughs) Ben Affleck is going through, I don't know what it is, some stage of repentance process. And so he goes back to the beginning of what the, where things went wrong, maybe. You know, he's just, this is his chance to, to redeem, I don't know, some part of his <laughs> public falling. You know, it, it's a matter of going back far enough to, to change the timeline <laughs> in a mm, meaningful yes, way. Yes, it's, it's a very Loki uh, situation. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he has to, he's in the multiverse now. There's multi, yeah. <laughs> multiple versions of Ben Affleck dating various celebrities. Jennifer's, to be yes. exact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, to be fair, I think J-Lo's just having a good time. I don't know if she sees this as a forever man. And I think it's easier to well, forgive she's sort some of on dude. A rebound. She like, yeah, it's like he he hurt you in your early twenties or whatever. But it's a totally different story for a woman like Jennifer Gardner to be like, you know what? I'll take you back, even though he hurt her far deeper and in far more reaching ways. Since they yes. did have that more complicated past, mm-hmm. yeah. so I don't think there's any chance of that reconciliation happening. And so this one seemed more likely for. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Um, did you see all of the news involving Kanye West this past week? <laughs> I, I saw I saw highlights and thought, oh well, Matt will fill me in. <laughs> so <laughs> he 
is working on a new album called Donda, which is named after his mother who passed away. And it was sort of, you know, it's he's been working on this for a while. There's been various, like, release dates planned. He decided to have some kind of streaming party, and it was revealed in that that Jay-Z had a line on, or had a verse on one of his tracks, which is important because while Jay-Z and Kanye West used to be good friends and watch The Throne, their album together is like one of my favorites of all time. They have been in a feud for quite a while now (laughs) and haven't really been speaking. And so they announced that they are planning on making a Watch The Throne 2. So I mean, TBD on if that actually happens or not, but it's, you know, at least they're thinking about it. And then Jay-Z was on this song. But the crazy thing is that uh, somehow or another Kanye West is now like living at this soccer stadium and will what? be until the end of like his recording. I don't know why he's there, but he was at a game at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, which is the soccer stadium. Mm-hmm. And then it was revealed that he is like living in this stadium for oh, an undetermined what? amount of time while he's working on this album. Okay. <laughs> like just like in a back room or he just owns the whole place or like I yeah, I don't know if it's like the just Drake vibing. music video with the grassy <laughs> where he's like sleeping in the middle of the uh court, but uh yeah, I, I unclear. The details were <laughs> sketchy on this, other than the fact that it seems that he is living in this stadium. But I don't know where he's living there. Like, if he's in, like, a locker room someplace. Yeah, this sounds also, like a rumor that just I was, took... <laughs> I, was, I read this in multiple sources because I was trying to figure out what, like, the information was. Okay. But also, I, I, I don't understand why he's at this stadium because it's not like the stadium is the studio. So I don't know, but he's there. And then also he was spotted like walking around with a, like a nylon on his face, you know, sort of looking like a bank robber. He had like a giant red puffy coat and then this like nylon over his face. It was weird. It was a weird energy for Kanye this weekend. So how'd you like the music? I didn't hear it. I couldn't find it. I didn't listen to any of it. Well, I mean, no. there were, like, clips of his listening party. There was, yes. like, thousands of people there. Right. Yes. But I, like, I was, I was, like, okay, I'm I'm not, I should have, but I didn't. <laughs> I looked on, I looked on, like, the streaming things, and I was, like, okay, yeah. no. Um, <laughs> well, what I heard was that he was, I guess, to fund for his um, new lifestyle, he had his event day menu just ridiculously overpriced to the point where kettle corn was... $35. You could buy a hot dog for $40. And then there was like chicken tenders for $50. And you could buy a generic chips and jerky assortment for $65. I mean, you know. Uh, eat the rich. That's that's how I yes. feel when I see things like that. It's like you're not raising money for charity. You're, you're funding a millionaire who's clearly doing okay. I mean... Uh, in financially, let's say. Yeah, I was wondering, though, like what the I mean, because obviously now he's not with Kim anymore. I wonder if that impacted the Jay-Z situation or if that's impacting his work at all. Like, <laughs> I wonder if it will be better now that he's like out of the Kardashian sphere or yeah. if that like really didn't <laughs> if make any let's difference. Let's blame the Kardashians for his mental health issues. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's not a contributing factor. That's pretty messed up. Based on what? What did these women do to him? Where's the science on that? 
I'm just, I'm not saying that they Kim Kardashian has proven to be a very supportive wife who tried to go above and beyond again and again. Like, no matter your qualms yes, with her. But he was, like, living in the Kardashian ecosystem, which I feel like that okay. that has to be That's mentally taxing. No matter what. and offensive. Well, look what happened to Rob. You know? He couldn't handle it. <laughs> yeah. Really, Scott's uh, the, only, the only guy who has lasted. Yes, correct. You know, just because they have poor taste in men doesn't mean it's their fault <laughs> when those men continue to be as disappointing as they do. Expect. Have terrible taste in men, <laughs> truly the worst. Every every person they date is like, why? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's move on. Um, did you have another story? Because I I was really coming up dry. Um, just that Jordan Peele released the poster for oh, his new yeah. movie <laughs> called Nope, which is coming out sometime in. Next, Next June, yeah. yeah, or uh, unclear on what it's about, but it's starring Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, and Steven Yeun. So I like the, you know, team of people, even if I don't, uh, yeah. yeah. He has like a weird imagination. It's exciting, you know. He, he's like, he's done two movies that people liked, even if they didn't like the second one as much as the first. And I think it's a weird you know, non-concept. There's just a picture of a cloud that seems creepy. And like, what does it mean? I don't know. But that's how you build interest. And I respect the lack of showing. I think mm-hmm. I think we are missing that sometimes in a sea of Marvel trailers and uh, Jurassic World promos for promos for promos. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see how the rollout goes. But it, it was enough to make me interested. I remember the title. And now uh, I'll be watching it in a year from now. Yeah, yeah we'll be there. We'll be talking <laughs> yeah. about it. Um, do you have a love it or hate it? I do. Um, I made the, I don't know, good decision, <laughs> bad decision, odd decision to go see Nicolas Cage's new movie Pig in theaters. Have you seen the trailer what? or heard anything about this? No, I didn't even know he was in something. Yes, he's in this movie called Pig, which is one of the weirdest movies I have ever seen, which tracks for <laughs> Nicolas Cage. It's about a man who is, like lives in the woods and owns a pig that is a truffle hunting pig. You know right. how like it's like yes, a type of mushroom and I guess these pig, yeah. So he has this pig. The pig is worth a good amount of money apparently because it knows how to find these truffles. Yeah. So one day while he's in the cabin, these people show up and steal his pig and then he is on a mission a taken-esque mission to get the pig back and so he is like driving around portland trying to like figure out which one of these people in like the underbelly of the portland restaurant scene has paid to steal this pig and is it good so would that be more of a John Wick situation, like revenge for a pet? I guess, but it's not really <laughs> revenge because he's trying to get it back. It's like, oh, instead okay, of where's okay, my okay. daughter, it's where's my pig. <laughs> and there's an interesting element to it where, so the person who like buys the mushrooms from Nicolas Cage is Alex Wolf, uh, oh. star of Old, which we'll be talking about on Thursday. But he's plays sort of like a rich kid in like a Maserati or, you know, some kind of fancy car. So it's like old grizzled woodsman, Nick cage. And then this like 
hot, <laughs> preppy restaurateur driving around Portland trying to find this pig. And they end up in the weirdest situations and like the strangest fights. Nicolas Cage is like bloody the whole time, like grunting, sort of, <laughs> uh, like rolling around. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. And it was just very strange. So, <laughs> you know, if it's on streaming at some point, like maybe give it a whirl. It was only 90 minutes, but it's just such a bizarre movie. I mean, you you like bizarre movies sometimes, you know, like you were a fan I of do. I do. That weird dance movie. Dance. Climax? Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, I love Climax. So it's like, why couldn't you just lean into the fact that he's trying to rescue his pig? Well, it's not so much the pig part that's the weird part. At one <laughs> at one point, they're like trying to find. I I can't even remember like the plot because it's so strange. But they're in like the basement of a some hotel, and he's like, "We gotta go to the Hotel Portland," and and the and Alex Wolf is like, "There's no such thing as the Hotel Portland." Like, I don't know where that is. I've lived here and I know the restaurants. And he's like, "The Hotel Portland was burned down a hundred years ago, and now its remains are under the. It was like national treasure." Oh my he's gosh. like hunting around on the wall of this <laughs> basement, finds like a secret trap door, and then it leads him to this underground, like old, <laughs> like basement hotel. Matt, this has but- a ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. But then I'm not again, I'm not <laughs> saying it was bad. It was just very strange. He think you would hate it. You would absolutely <laughs> hate it. I will say I will stake my life on that. Yeah. Um, Cause it's very, it's very uh like white man with daddy issues. <laughs> like like But he's rescuing his pet. Well, is he though? <laughs> Does meh. Um he, there's like a fight he's like at an underground fight club in that in a scene where like, like a bunch of like old men like wrestling each other for money it's so so <laughs> bizarre there's like there's also a lot of like very long cooking shots you know it'll it'll one scene it's like Nicolas Cage wrestling an old homeless man the next it's like it's like a six minute long sequence of him making quail it, it's it's just weird <laughs> Okay. Well, I'll keep that in mind. Um, mm-hmm. may, might give it a chance. Um, uh, totally in the same artistic vein. Um, season two of Never Have I Ever has been released on Netflix. Oh, yes. I saw that this was coming out. <laughs> yeah. It's the um, Indian American um, teenage like rom-com sitcom show on Netflix from the mind of Mindy Kaling. And um, season two was pleasantly, like, good. Like, I think there was some important growth on the part of these really obnoxious teenagers who are in their feels all the time. Um, There's a lot more players outside of just the main character. They're given a little more screen time. And I think it was just, like, it was fun. It was pleasant. It's, like, cute. It ends on a sweet note. Like, that's the thing with Mindy Kaling is, like, having watched her work in the office, having watched all of the Mindy Project and how, like, off the rails that went, um, reading some of her books. Like, she clearly has this, like, soft spot for some pretty, like, toxic rom-com tropes mm-hmm. <laughs> from, like, the enemies become lovers to, like, the mean boy is actually just in love with you type thing. And so it's not always, like, the healthiest seeming relationships, but they're charming and it's, like, clever and quippy and fun. And so I think all in all, it was it was pleasantly just as good as season one, to my recollections. I think 
it's obviously setting itself up for a season three, which like, why not go for it? Um, but it was fun. They're really sweet episodes. It's just a, a gentle escape from some of the <laughs> darker, serious brooding offerings that are out there. So mm-hmm. always a pleasant, <laughs> pleasant time into a teenage rom-com for me. And um, I like it in 20 minute increments. So it worked well here. Perfect. Yeah. I haven't watched that show. I don't know if I will. Cause it feels like maybe not, it's not for me, but <laughs> I've I've heard nothing but wonderful things about it. So definitely worth yeah. checking out, I'm sure. It's fun. You know, you watch Love, Victor. Um, this is arguably 100 times better. So, <laughs> Yeah, I only watched the first season of Love, Victor, though. The second season, I was like, uh, I don't know if I can hang out for this. <laughs> That's fair. Me too. Also, was the first season, did that come out during the pandemic? No. Oh, that was okay. pre-pandemic. The, it, has, it has it has it has show <laughs> I would have watched during the pandemic energy. So, yeah. um, okay. Well, speaking of this, something that has uh, show we <laughs> would watch during the pandemic energy, we went and saw M Night Shyamalan's new movie Old, which we will be talking about on Thursday. So much to discuss <laughs> and to just rip to shreds, I'm sure. And yeah, in the meantime, you can follow us on social media at PS You're Wrong. We have a uh patreon we have merch we have an email account wrong <laughs> at gmail.com you can leave us a review um five stars please uh <laughs> or i guess four if you want to critique shelby um but not me yeah, and let the record yeah. show that matt thinks the kardashians are a toxic mess that just destroy any man they touch so Maybe worthy okay, now to call out. There. Now you're trying. You're trying to make something happen just to like shift blame, but whatever. I understand <laughs> you're flailing because you got called out. Uh, but anyways, we'll see you guys on Thursday. Bye.